So, hi, here's Florian with a new podcast guest. So I would say introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Toby and I'm father of three little girls and I'm um, with my team in charge for the cultural transformation at the Odo Group called Kulturwandel 4.0 and I'm very happy to be here today. Awesome. So can you explain us on the beginning what does uh, a culture change mean? What is this? Uh, actually, it, it's like, at least for us, I can only talk for the other group, but for, for us, it's like um, trying to establish kind of a mindset which allows us to um, yeah, to, to be as, as responsible as possible to every new challenges thrown to us by the digitalization, so I would call it. Okay, so first, for people which don't know the other group, the other group is probably the biggest e-commerce corporation in Germany, I would describe it, how you would describe the other group. Uh, actually, it is. Actually, it's even bigger. It's um, the second largest um, fashion and, and um, retail uh, e-commerce player in, in the world, to be honest. So we have more than... Um, 54,000 employees, more than 40 billion in revenues with like um, more than 100 companies um, which are grouped in like 30 different um, subgroups, um, so to say. But on, uh, in the end, it's one of the biggest players in the market. So, and then, then ex explain to us like how did you got your job like how did did you start to say okay we need to have a change here in this huge corporation actually it was it just happened so to say so i i, I just hit the the job by chance i would call it so it's not like a planned thing or not, not, not like something i was ever looking for so to be honest by heart i'm more like a strategic consultant and i always worked in this field of, of in-house consulting and in 2015 we had simply a very bad year in the in the company um and it was the first year we made a big big loss close to 200 million and in these times the board members asked me to to check um why are we losing so much money and what we can do not to lose that much money in the future and we um, simply run this kind of strategic project and came up with um some I would call ideas, so to say, but um, w w some hints that it's not only about how our um, company is structured and um, how our IT infrastructure is set up and so on, but also um, that um, we are not having the, the right mindset um, to face with new challenges. And this is like the beginning of the Kulturwandel 4.0. Um, so we try to figure out what kind of things um, hindering us as a company to get better because if you look at the market most of our competitors are trying to create some kind of ecosystem which already exists in the auto group most um, companies try to to establish some kind of services around financing some services around uh, logistics and so on and so on <clears throat> but all these assets are already in the auto group and so we ask ourselves What do we need to unleash the beast, so to say? What do we need to, to make it better? And um, we narrowed it down to also, also to narrow it down to, to issues and, and cultures. And this is what we are trying to tackle now. 
I, I imagine right now I would be in your shoes and, and I, I would get the, the job to check where's the problem. <laughs> I would sitting in front of these numbers and like the thing. And I, how did you how did you got the idea? Like it's more a mindset problem than uh, optimizing processes, um, updating the technology, educating the the the, um, the employees. How how did you got this idea? Actually, it's it, it's due to the crisis, I would call it, because in 2015, we made all these things, you know, we made a new strategies, we, we um, empowered or tried to, to educate and empower our employees and so on and so on, but it did not work out. So in the end, it was not enough. And um, if you look uh, from a strategic perspective at the auto group in 2015, um, we really tried everything to, to bring the group to the next level. And if you kind of fail, even though it's not a real failure because some things are like in the long run uh, worked out fine, but in the, in the, in the, just if you look at the second, um, we made this big loss. Um, we felt we have to go new ways. And, and so we at least tried something. So, and in the end, it became very big. We didn't, uh, it wasn't the intention that it became that big. And so it's not like um, that it's all about culture, but it's also about culture. So it's, you can have, it's very simple, you know, if you have a best team, but you have a bad idea, you might not make it in the market. And it's also the other way around. If you like having <laughs> the best idea, but simply idiots, the idea will also not make it in the market. And this is uh, what we figured out. You need both. And, and both means also to talk about what people need to, to get better, to perform better. And the interesting piece is that mainly and most people know, if you ask them, what do you need from me as a boss or from me as a company? Um, to increase your performance in terms of like on the cultural level, not not in terms of like, um, I don't know, um, needing a new laptop or so on, but what, what is hindering you in, times, uh, in terms of like patterns, behaviors and so on and so on. Most people are very, very sharp and, 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 and very precise and can very easily tell you what they need, but it's very hard to get this um, hurdles out of the way because it's always about people, it's always about relationships and it's always about um, structures and processes. So it's an, a big effort and you also have to be brave and encouraged to, to try to tackle these kind of issues. But what we see is like, if you do so, you can really unleash the beast. So if, if, if you are like, if you are, so you did ask probably your employees, they probably told you, um, I want to have trust that I can try the things which I think are right, probably, correct? Yeah, my, yeah, for sure. Trust is an issue or was an issue. And uh, so you probably did surveys then for the beginning to check where's the problem or did you already guess that's, that's the issue? Or what was the first thing you started to do after you said, okay, we need a culture change? first thing we did was like talking to people but not kind of an, a, a real survey but just randomly ask people and we, we by mistake um, made a good approach because we asked nearly everybody from the internship to, to, to board members and from people who are working in Hamburg but uh, also talk to people who are abroad people who just entered the company people who just left the company um, or stayed very long so just by to be honest just by chance we had kind of a holistic view on the on the on the issues, and we came up with as I'm a strategic by heart, came up with um, some pieces or hypothesis uh, hypothesis, and um, then we had simply the idea to test if they are true or not, and this is how we worked. So it was not like the structured um, run worldwide um, survey thing, but rather by 
uh, by rather listening to to for sure lots of people but in the end trying to test um, some ideas and <clears throat> this uh, was our main main issue and if you say or what you say just like trust was one issue like um, uh, we need to uh, increase the level of trust but it's um, you know this this is very very easy to explain because trust might mean for you something very different in comparison to me and so yeah. we really have to figure out what does trust mean and what does trust mean in your personal day work you know it could be also that both of us agree that uh, what what trust is but due to your to 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 your way of working or due to my also to my task it might be very different um how to feel that someone is trusting us and so this is what we really try to bring it very down to your everyday work and to check how do you feel in the second um, and what do you need from me as a boss that you feel that someone is trusting you and this is why also why the process um, is taking so long and why it's not a project, you know. Kulturwatch yeah. is not a project which is um, done some, some, uh, at some point of uh, time, but it's like an ongoing process which is open, which needs to be um, in, include all the people, all the persons, and has to be run, I guess, forever. Yeah. So you started with main hypotheses, which uh, are the problems and should be solved. Uh, next to trust, what were the main hypotheses you came up with? You said you want to test. Yeah, we we came up with six in the beginning, and let me check if I remember because it's like five years, um, five years ago. So first was um, empowerment: how to empower people, um, break down the silos, so become more collaborative and be more co-creative. Um, we came up with. Um, speed for sure like um, increase the speed we came up with um, steering so how to steer in, in the e-commerce times um, because our heritage is like um, more catalog based or paper based and so you have some some issues in terms of like steering um, we also had um, the issue um, let me check trust um, oh, I always forget one I have no idea which the last one was Maybe it comes back. <laughs> yeah. So, but like, if you would come to me and say, "Hey, I have six issues. Please do all at the same time," I would say, uh, "No. Uh, focus means only one thing." So, how did you prioritize them? How did you go go in the next steps? First of all, the the main idea was, um, and also board asked me the same questions like you did, um, <clears throat> because they are used to this kind of strategic approaches. <clears throat> But when talking culture, it's always about relationships. And so the first thing we said is like, first of all, we need to check if it's simply um, a view of maybe a lot of people. For example, like we need to empower more our employees. But in the end, um, you as a board member have to really discover and check if it's really the truth. So what we did first was like not like trying to prioritize or trying to uh, creating some kind of roadmap, but rather to get um, the board members in contact with all the employees and let them tell their stories and let them share their views and let them um, really check what, what are the issues, you know. And this is what we, we created. We created kind of a safe space, I would call so that lots of people which would never ever have the chance to meet some of the board members because we are so big, not because they are not approachable, yeah. but simply by, 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 by the size, um, and to give them room and space to talk about what they experienced in, in, the, in the group. Because in the end, don't forget, the auto group is the auto group because the board members made them the auto group like it is. And some yeah. board members simply 
had not the chance to really oversee some that some kind of decisions might affect um, some guy I don't know in 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 in, in the U.S. Um, doing his work in a different way, you know. And by giving them the chance to really talk, first of all, they had the got this deep understanding about what the problem is because most often. This is my experience, not also from the other group, but talking to, I, I don't know, hundreds of persons who are not part of the other group. Most, most often, it's like executives, uh, managers, MDs, however you call them, SVPs, always think they know what is needed, also on the cultural yeah. level, to make people work better. And so they come up and saying, you are too slow. You have to work faster. And then the people are annoyed because they say they don't get it, you know. And the bosses are annoyed because they also say they don't get it because I told them to, to work faster, but they don't, they're, they're not doing, you know. Yeah. And what we figured out is that it, it, you, first of all, need, need really to understand what the problem is. And actually, because I'm socialized in, in, in kind of a strategic work, this is what you do in every kind of strategic project you're not I'm, I'm not going to you as if you would be my boss and i would say hey hey boss i guess we need to build a new warehouse you would say why i need a business plan blah 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 blah. but nobody's talking these kind of issues in the in the field of culture i don't know why but it's what i experienced so far and so um the next step would be if you really see the problem you might think about what kind of um yeah, patterns, behavior patterns, or what kind of, of values do you want to live up for? And this is what most companies are not doing. Because what you just said, you, you said um, trust is one one common word. Everybody's talking yeah. about trust, but nobody yeah. knows what it means in your local day, everyday work. And so this is what we did at the next phase. We said, okay, so if we want really to have an, I don't know, a, a, a really think about people in a good way, or uh, we think we have to trust each other and so on and so on, we have to break it down to your real life situation. And, and this is also needs a lot of talking. You need to negotiate. Why do we, do I have to control this or why? Can I trust you here? And it's not easy. But in the end, this is what makes the difference. Because even in our company, with more than 70 years of, of company history, we made all these kind of change um, programs, change initiatives, and so on and so on. Yeah. Normally, the board members go to a nice place, I don't know, beach, hotel, what, whatsoever. They, they um, main, uh, most often, they, they um, also invite some some normal employees but the ones they trust the ones who are very loyal the ones who are not very i don't know um, not that pushy i would call and normally they go there with i don't know one or two consultants external ones who, who guide some process and then monday they go on stage rise up poster saying trust passion performance whatsoever and they mean all the people who are in front of them but they never talk about themselves and this is also what we what changed in the other group at least because um, the board members said you are like you are because we wanted you to be like you are so if we want to change something we have to change first and so they changed or they started to change their own behavior and um, invited everybody to join it was very openly in, in the other group you could uh, see all the stuff on the blocks and, and could see that way fight it that um, here they had some kind of discussions here they have a question and so it was very open and <clears throat> so we tried to establish so to say a kind of different atmosphere and in the end it worked out very well without it is you know if you look at the stuff from 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 today it always looks like with this big master plan, you know, and everything was so, so kind of it, some genius must have uh, sitting somewhere and, and created some kind of process. But in the end, it was lots of luck 
it was lock of uh, lots of failure. You only see the ten percent which um, who, which survived, so to say, and um, it was also really, really often simply yeah, things just happened by by chance because someone met someone. So. Yeah, so uh, by the way, uh, Tobias, if you have a master plan, you can tell it now. It's completely fine. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if, I, if I would have, I would, I would go out and sell it, I guess. But <laughs> sell it, uh, I think you could still write a book. It would be still interesting. So um, you said you need to convince the, the board members from the problem. And uh, how did you do it? Did you, did you say, okay, uh, you want to have that they work faster? Check first how fast you work yourself or... It's not working because I, I tell you why. Because all the board members around the globe are mainly very smart people. Yeah. Otherwise, they would not be in the in the board. <laughs> so yeah. you cannot convince people by talking to the head, so to say. You know, you have to talk to talk to the heart. Everybody knows it's not good to, to have silos, and you can talk to anybody in this world and ask them if they, if it if it's a good idea to break down the silos. Everybody would say yes, it, it's perfect, and everybody would say I would do my best. But and then the but is the interesting yeah. part. But my colleagues don't want my employees don't want blah 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 yeah. blah blah blah. So so it's not an issue about about t talking to to the rational part of, of, of a person. You have to, to to touch the heart. And as I'm a strategic guy, it sounds weird even for me now when talking about this. But we had to to really let them feel that decisions they made create an atmosphere which was not the best atmosphere. Um, For, for bringing up bringing up the best performance of a team, and this is what we did. So it was more like um, um, yeah, we confronted them with with lots of um, situations with people saying we we have fear or people um, who said um, I don't know um, you decided this and this uh, it, it means for me that you know. And by this, I think we would rather go deep to the hearts of them than to. Yeah brains because by brain wise even in our group everybody knows that, that it's a good idea to, to trust each other that you have to work more yeah. collaborative and so on it does, it's not working you have to go to the to, to the feelings of people and, and we had also one thing by chance our board members at this time always had been good-hearted persons otherwise it's not working you know if you have like persons who are really like don't give a shit about the world You, you you're not able to, to reach to the heart, yeah, you know. But it doesn't work. People, yeah. yeah, you're able to talk with and ev with everybody of our board members. Even um, five years ago, I would it would be one uh, best thing which uh, which might have happened in my life to to talk ten uh, hours with them about their life because they're so interesting persons, you know, and so um, warm-hearted. But um, it, it it just happened by chance or because Michael and Benjamin Otto choose the right persons, maybe. How did how did you forward it, what you learned directly to them that they that they reached the heart? So did you record the interviews? Did you arrange meetings? And then how did you make sure that the people, the lower lower people, could be honest to them because it's the highest boss of your whole company? How did you make sure? This is actually was one of the main challenges at the beginning. This is why I just called. We created this kind of, of safe space. And for sure, we had some, some briefing to board members and we had some briefing to, to 
to different um, to different other persons, also the attendees of these kind of workshops. Um, with, but, but you know, we are such a big, big company, and if you like make a shout out to to fifty thousand persons, you will always find the ten brave ones who who are like have nothing to lose. Is, is yeah, might be too big, but who are like willing to to bring up the the, the shit to the table so to say and um so it was not an issue but the issue was like um how to how how do people react what what might your boss say if you would go to the ceo and tell them that your boss is not such a good idea and yeah. position you know? yeah and so we need to create this kind of of mechanism i would call it and and the board members had been very very thankful um, and this is also what i experienced also not also in the other group but also um, around all the companies we are talking to who are not my uh, who are not part of the other group also because leaders often really don't know what the issues are and because they are, they don't know, they don't have the chance to tackle them or to act on them. So it's also kind of um, responsibility of the employees to let them know. Otherwise, you know, they have not have the chance to do anything. And I compare always the company um, with every other relation you have. Think about your if you have a wife or your man, your kids, your your best friends. You know, only by having one good night with with someone in a in a, in a club, it's it, he will never become your best friend forever. Best friendship means you establish some kind of relationship. Partnership means you're going to establish some kind of relationship. And you have to work on these kind of relationships so that they last. But it also means that everybody's bringing up the shit to the table and saying, you know, I don't like this or I don't know like that. And this is also why, why should it be different in a, in a company? Also in companies, you have to talk about these issues because it's always about people, you know? But I imagine right now you, you make the the wide out call and say, okay, I want to know what your problems are. And then five people coming up and say this and this problem. And then you turn out a relationship problems with their boss and so on. So how did you, how did you manage that things that they worked out fine so that they understand, like if we stake in a relationship perspective, they understand the value of the relationship and go through it. If you have it in a big, huge company, maybe a hundred times at the, like hundred, hundred problems at the same time from hundred people from different countries, if it's getting worse. First of all, I think that different, different mechanisms, so to say, first thing is like, you cannot, um, simply start and let people complain about each other and then do nothing. So you have to go yeah. on, you know, first of all, it, it, there must be room that everybody's complaining, but then you really have to um, really enforce everybody to find a solution. So you have to go the next step. And <clears throat> the second thing is people need to experience that re re as a re results, business relevant results are getting better by um, having better relationships established. And this can only be done by doing so. So um, we, we, I don't know, made a couple of kind of projects, initiatives, but um, the whole setup was kind of new, at least for us new in terms of like um, people ask, um, how do we want to be safe in this kind of project? We made all this kind of cross-functional and cross-hierarchical um, uh, mixtures, which, which were also new to us, at least in some areas of the business. And we came up with better results. And so in the end, um, and this is where nobody should be like... Um, be be blind so in the end it always matters also for us always everything with, which which is the relevant kpis in the end if you're creating um some some value add you know either to the customer or to the project or so on and so on we are not doing couture for for i don't know riding unicorns and hugging trees and i i would be that sharp to say 
we not even do it but employees feeling better they don't have to feel better it's it's happening that they are feeling better because they have more room they have more more autonomy they can decide more stuff and so on and so on but we do culture wandel to overcome all the challenges thrown to us by digitalization it's our our answer to survive in a in a world which will be totally flipped upside down in the, in the next couple of years so and also the next challenge is that it, it doesn't help if, if you solve the problems and you teach the whole thing uh, because then uh, 10,000 people are writing you and say, I have a problem. So how do you turn this, this whole concept into a framework which you can be sure that like it works without you? Yeah, this is actually the main issue from the beginning because I don't even think that I'm an expert, to be honest, because I think the experts are the ones who are solving the problems in the teams because if you narrow it down, it's, all, it's not even about culture in a, in a company. It's about culture between two or three people who are running the project or being stuck together in kind of a, in, a, in a department. So the smallest social entity in a company is a team. And so the teams have to negotiate and figure out how these things are doing. And so our job would be to... Uh, to do two things first of all enable people to to make these kind of talks this is what we do so we created some kind of you can see i'm a strategic uh, guy by heart some kind of frameworks which are very li like uh, even kind of, of broad I would call but allow enough customization so that everybody is able to use it and the second thing is to make um, increased networks so that people are able to exchange their ideas views and experiences and so this is actually what we did it kind of structure first of all set up um, some kind of toolkit I would say so people are able to do so but toolkits are also dangerous be people Because people are trained like you have a problem, you use a tool and then the problem is solved, which is not working, at least my experience in the cultural field, because you always have to dig deeper and, and figure out what really is the problem, what I discovered, uh, what I just um, explained a, a couple of minutes ago. And the second thing is like let people talk to each other in terms of like sharing their ideas. And we um, created some some very huge network within the other group um, either along uh, your, your profession so if you like a coding guy and i don't know using python or whatsoever we try to make a create a community of all the python guys so they can change the ideas um, but it could be also like your your personal role like being a father or being a mom so we created also these kind of of um, communities and we also make um um, open up the whole order group for, for external exchanges. So um, we are talking to roughly 300 companies which are not part of the order group about transformational um, challenges and issues. And they are also like part of our network. And so we bring the people who are um, running the transformational process in the order group, but people who run this um, in different branches and different companies um, and so on and so on. And because in the end, what I experienced so far is like everybody is challenging nearly the same issues because the world is changing for all of us even that even um your, your local your local context your local profession might be different and so you can really learn on this kind of meta level in terms of like how to run stuff how to overcome certain issues and so on and so on and so on. at least for us it's a, it's very valuable to talk to all these other companies and and, and branches and industries yeah Yeah, makes sense. So first question, which tool you use to build up the network Slack or something similar? Or Yeah, we have actually in the company, we use um, Office um, 365. Okay. 
Ja, Office 365. Yeah. Um, and, and we have hundreds of, of I, to be honest, I guess there are hundreds of different tools, but the main tool is like the, the Office um, suite, um, which is um, run in nearly every company by now. And so it's like um, also gave us the chance to, to now easily get access to people who are not running um, uh, or who are running a, a business some I don't know in some some other countries and so on. So this is like our tool, but the tool is not the, the issue. You know, it's also about the mindset in, in terms of like just think ten years ago to the auto group. Ten years ago in the auto group, if I um, even if I would know whom I might call because he might help me to solve a problem. I would not have done it before I would have asked my boss and the boss might have asked the other boss so that we are able to speak. And um, so this is what changed, you know. It's not about the tool. It's that I'm now able to approach everybody and my, my the one I'm approaching is also answering, which would be also not the case maybe 10 years ago. It might be um, at, at least um, it gave a probable chance that people are only... Um, uh, responding if I'm the boss uh, on my own or if I'm uh, calling from the headquarters or so on and so on. So, so, so the mechanism is a, dif is a difference. And so the, the new IT infrastructure speeded up lots of things and make, make things easier. But also here, it's not only about the tool, it's rather about the combination of tool and mindset. And so this is also what I experienced over the last couple of years and I'm now 10 years with the other group that the the, the level of helping each other simply increased so on the beginning you got the board on your side and they said okay we want to really generate trust and break up the silos and then you you introduced the tools or you said okay and let's let's do this let's use a good network for that and but how did you make it that the people really use it and go this way like if you if you're um, used to that you always ask the boss if you can ask with the other like and they should ask mm -hmm. the other boss and then go this way or if you have a new group where you talk about uh, like being a father like how how did you how did you help them to next to the next step and go the risk and do something else even if they did it yeah years yeah, first before, of all it was First of all, it was just the other way around. It was not like the master plan guy saying we need we need networks, but it was like we established something and figured out the network is the only thing which survived. So we made okay, yeah, 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 just just to make it clear. So it was not like the, this genius saying we need networks, but rather um, we made ten approaches and the networks survived. So and this first thing. The second thing was. Um, this is something which really mentally I, I changed at the very beginning. The, first, the, the moment we started, we had like 5% of the people in the auto group said, wow, we need to do something. I, I want to be part of this um, change thing and so on and so on. 80% was saying, ah, I guess we need something, but I'm not believing that you're going to make it. So they'd be more skeptic. And um, the, the rest, 15%, they're very like, annoying and complaining said if you start something like this we will might get have some problem blah 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 okay. my first the first thing i did was like i trying to convert the, the 80% to the 5% guys by making some some chaka speeches and saying now it's our chance revolution blah 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 and it did not work Okay. And this was really, really frustrating because I said oh, everything you talked about, everything which you complained about, you can change now yeah. because the shareholders and the board members are with us. Yeah. And they said, ah, but I don't think something going to change. I don't trust them. You know, and this was, it, it took me so much energy. And 
after three months doing this kind of, of, of speeches and doing this yeah. kind of stuff, I really sat down and this was something very, which I, I'm very aware of. And I said, I have to change my approach because it's not, not working. And what I did was, um, which might be very trivial to all the people who are listening, but for me it was like, you know, one of the aha moments. Um, for me it was like, okay, I'm doing something different. I'm going to the 5% who are willing and we simply do things. And this is what yeah. we did. We get, we, I, I talked to the people, to the 5% people, and we just checked how much they can change because it's always a difference if you're like um, working, if you're the CEO of a group, you can do, <laughs> make better changes or bigger changes in, in comparison if you're like running the, the canteen, but you can also, if you run the canteen, do something. And this is what we did. So we created new realities. We got, we went to the people and said, what, do we need to change in your local daily day uh, day to day work and this is what we did in the teams in the smallest teams which which are willing to change something and so they change stuff and by changing this, this stuff and, and rising the social norm or the social standards or the cultural standards however you might call it um, people got attracted because they said ah interesting it's working they changed something, the results getting better and so on and so on and so on. And so it became, we, it, 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 I can't explain it, over time it grew so much that people are asking us and not we, we had to ask the people, you know, it was some kind of tipping point. And one more sentence on this one, because um, what I've always, I, I always like kind of had been afraid of was um, the, the rate of persons I need to make a difference. And I always said, okay, I, I at least for, I need 40 to 50% um, that someone really see or feels a change. Yeah. And it's rather less. Uh, my experience so far is you need 10 to 15 people who are really pushing some kind of transformational mindset issues and really do all the negotiation stuff. And they are setting the social norm. And the next 60% are looking to these 10 to 15 and try to adopt the, the patterns they are using, the behavior they are using. So you have more than 70% who are just doing something because people are agreed on how to behave. And then the last 30% are very visible. You can see who is not, not behaving um, in, a, in, a, in a way that now, which is now the social standard. And then you can tackle the 30, the last 30. And this is what I experienced so far. Some are some, um, afraid of changes. Some have um, some kind of reason. Some don't want and so on and so on and so on. But this is something which um, for me was also kind of a, uh, at least um, uh, new to me. So I discovered simply focus on the ones who are willing to do so. Having also um, said already that you need the support of, of the highest uh, bosses, which was fast given. Otherwise, you might have this issue with your life, like this um, glass um, um, door stuff. So you're running against something without knowing. Um, yeah. But for us, we, have, we had the support and the commitment of the board members and, and the family. So we could do things. And by doing this, attracting people, and you don't need to attract as much as you might thought of. And um, so you focus on the on the 5% which are really willing to do a change. And probably they run also against a huge amount of issues because it's naturally that you work with a lot of people which are not on your side. So you probably help them uh, handling most uh, problems. So, with like, how many people have, are in your team? Actually, it's very small. To be honest, um, we are um, in total ten people. 
Yeah. 10 people. And how yeah. many people have been the 5% in the auto group? Kind of. At the beginning? Yeah. At the very beginning, um, uh, as we started to discuss all these kind of issues, first with uh, within the auto group holding, I would say 30 to 40 maybe. So, so and you were, yeah. you were probably quite, so it was still quite possible to help them to solve the problems they have in front of them because probably they came back to you and say, I tried that and that, but my boss said no. Yeah, this example. is actually the interesting piece. So we always tried, and this is also what we do now at the moment. We have lots of persons who are kind of complaining about something. And yeah. um, we have to um, always figure out what's the reason. You know, there might be a bad boss, so you have to talk. He has to talk to, with his boss. It's not my issue, to be honest. Or you yeah. can go to workers' counselors because we have this kind of, of institution in the auto group and we are very, um, they are working good together, a very great relationship. And, or you can go also to the to the um, member of the boards and complain. So it's also not my issue. Uh, everything I'm looking at is, um, and, and uh, is there a problem in terms of like that the auto group operating system is hindering you doing something? And if I um, and my team um, or we as a group figure out that there are these kind of issues, then we would go to the board and, need, um, and would say, you know, we have to change um, this kind of aspect in our operating system because this is the only moment it scales. Otherwise, it's not scaling. You know, I have, I'm so we don't have hundreds of thousands of consultants. It's like just the ten, the ten of us. And if we want to scale, we have to re reframe or reset the operating system. Otherwise, it's not going to scale. And so um, we always try to figure out what is really a case in terms of like paying on the um, on the systematic approach, or is it some some individual issue which you also need to to clarify? But I'm not the guy who's doing this, you know. Okay, so the the settings of the operational framework was more like you want to accomplish these core values as a whole of the group. You found the five percent which want to live of these values and then you just check that like the system is there that helps them to solve the problems like you said the council for example yeah. and then you just let it run and cheer them on and check if the kpis like the hypothesis come true and if if it worked out like you thought yeah it's more like we need we need some kind of cases to having at least the chance to observe also patterns You know, if we see a pattern in terms of like, it's always when, I don't know, let's talk about budgets maybe. Yeah. And um, there are 10 people complaining about the budget process because it's not working or I, I have no idea. And we see, ah, it's, it's true. It's not about the person because the person is not able to do so, but it's like a systematic thing which is um, written down in our operating system. Then I would go and fight for this because if I'm changed with kind of budget, how budgets are allocated, it scales for the whole auto group. And it does not scale for 10 persons, but for everybody. And it also narrows down to, per, to, to, to really to behaviors. So who's going to become the boss? Very simple thing. Is it the one who performs best or is it the one who um, delivers most on culture or is it a mixture yeah. of both? And these kinds of discussions are the ones we are, we are talking, you know, and, and, And also, like, enable, don't forget about the enablement part of my, my team's job. You know, it's also about to enable people to, to speak up and, and go to the boss and say, I don't like how you behave because it hinders me yeah. in performing my, my, my task, you know, which is also an issue. It's, it's not easy to do so. And, and you have to be brave. And, and also, the boss has to be um, 
brave to take it. It's not easy. Yeah, correct. Just, if you go to the, also to the board members, they had been confronted five years ago with so much shit, and I, I really put it that easy and that simple. And yeah. it would have been very easy for them to say, so, due to our uh, due to our power, we say, ah, very interesting, but we we don't give a fuck. So, but yeah. they really got on the stuff and said, we are we as, as as persons and I as a person going to to overthink and and, and re, uh, reflect on my behavior and to reflect on my personal behavioral patterns to to create a better atmosphere or better climate or better culture. Yeah. You know? What, what did you use to measure your hypothesis? Because I can imagine uh, it's like, because if you said to your more strategic perspective, uh, how did you measure your success? Uh, actually, we, this is also like a question put on me, like uh, the, the moment we talked about culture <laughs> and the boards also like five years ago, our former CEO, Hans Otto Schrader, which I'm... I very like him very much, um, asked me, but um, these times... Um, Noch, uh, we, he was also by by giving uh, by calling us by the second name. So he said, uh, "Mr. Kruger, but uh, in two years we, we have to draw the line. You can you have to tell me what was in in this kind of uh, approach." And since then, it's always my kind of zombie. Everybody's talking about measurements. First of all, we measure quite a lot on the company level. So with all the normal um, HR KPIs like how uh, the sick rate and uh, yeah. and blah 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 stuff. Yeah. We also run with normal surveys, like how do people feel? Yeah. And in these kind of surveys, all kind of Kulturwandel um, questions also are kind of integrated. So it's not about only how do you feel, but also like, does your boss allow you to work from home? Or yeah. I, I don't know, gives, gives, yeah. does your boss enable you, blah, blah, blah. And so we measure kind of, a lot of uh, lots of stuff um, on the company level. The board asks, for um, an overarching KPI set for measuring everything for the whole order group. And this is something which I um, uh, declined, so to say, because, um, or which I fought on because I don't think it's necessary. First of all, it's very um, complicated for us because we have more than 100 companies. And so every question I take, I have to go to the um, workers' uh, council and have to, to really get my check mark. And this is like, would take years to get all the questions yeah. simply through this process. Second, you need to know um, what are you measuring against. So you have to define some kind of, um, some kind of, um, yeah, target picture so to say which is not that simple in terms of in terms of culture because then you come up with trust for example but trust does not mean the same for what i just explained so the yeah. third thing was um the one one really um, big issue for the board members was to establish trust you're not you're not simply establishing trust by introducing a controlling tool because what you're doing is controlling people's stuff You know, and if you like um, have a red um, flashlight on the report saying, I don't know, your company is not performing on culture, the board would go to you, hit on your head and say, perform now. So it's not establishing any kind of trust, you know. And so this is what had been all the reasons why we declined to do so. But as I'm a strategic consultant, had been so close, also had been close to the board, I know what the requirements are. They don't want to measure. They want to know where, what, what, how, how people feel in this kind of organizations, and so we made something different. We ask, uh, we we ask the people, we ask the other group, what does a board member need to ask you if he would call you by chance? 
what are the five questions he has to ask you that he knows where your company stands in terms of culture? And they gave us brilliant answers. And what so were we the answers? Down. What For were example, the five uh, questions? First of all, was like, um, do you have like established um, structures like a local team and so on and so on? So simply budget allocation, blah blah yeah. blah. Some some uh, around this. Then um, how does your local um, CEOs behave? Do they really? Do you feel that they really are into this thing? Is it not like yeah. they are doing something? But do you really feel that they are doing something? And what has changed in your local local daily work? And so these five questions around these things. And so we said both the board members now have um, the local the local KPIs from the local HR departments as one as one part, so to say. They can ask anybody in the organization they want to because they are enabled with this questionnaire with five questions. They can ask us as we work as kind of cultural coaches for the company and they can ask the view um, of the local um board members and so they have at least four or five touch points to see how they perform on culture so you don't need to measure anything because um, it simply tries to objectify or make something more more um, look more scientific you know but in the end it's 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 not about being correct it's rather about what does people what how people do you feel? feel you know yeah how do you feel yeah. and so so was so, it more was it more a yes and no question or did you ask more in a scale no, no, open or was ones. it just no, no, open, open ones yeah uh, yeah open ones oh, really okay. in the terms of like do you believe your local board members that they are really into the, the culture bundle and what are what makes you think like they are or they are not and then people could ask something yeah. how, how did you how did you create results out of that like because open text questions are really like it's it's hard to to cre create something out of it and like to to get out what what's what's in there in common things. but let's go one one step back the board members wanted to know where in terms of culture where is the, the, what's the level of of cultural um, um ripeness so to say from from any company and so you need to talk to the people it's not you cannot yeah. narrow it yeah. down to any scientific issue you know can and, and there are like also contradictional views on this so you can simply not try by by implementing some scientific issues um, to solve it and I, i know if someone is listening i know after each and every podcast and when i'm telling these kind of issues or also in interviews i get i don't know 10 10 consultants write me but i find find uh, but i find the solutions you need to talk to me it might be the case um, but so far for us it's the best and easiest and the cheapest way to really get a, a view on a company simply talk to the people i don't know make a call Call five people randomly. Um, ask the CEO, uh, the local CEO. Ask us. Um, ask the, the local team who's responsible for transformation, and we really get at least get eighty percent of, of of everything. How what are the issues? Um, what need to be solved? What is already reached, and so on and so on. It's not that it's that kind of rocket science. And at the end, it's about that the people uh, feel good because if they feel good, then you have most of the empowerment in in place. And um, if they don't feel good, it's all about that they also tell you and think about what's the problem and what we can do better. And that's not only you're responsible; it's it's responsible from everyone. Like it's yeah, not like I, Toby yeah, will solve it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, actually, there's also one issue, but it's not about feeling in terms of like, how do I feel, but what do I need? Is, is everything provided for me, what I need to perform best in terms of culture? So it's more yeah. about feeling, I would say, to make it more, more clear. Because in the end, you might feel not good, but the company provided everything also in terms of culture to, to perform, um, but you don't feel good because, I don't know, you don't like the you know, your table neighbor or whatsoever. And, and um, then you have a different kind of different, diff it's a different level of, of, of issue you need, to, you need to clarify, you know. Yeah, but how I understood in your, in your world, uh, you would expect that you go over to the table neighbor yeah. and tell, talk with him and figure out the yeah. problem. And if you can't yeah. solve it, then you ask your boss if you can have a different table. Like, yeah. at least that yeah. would be the empowerment I would see it. Yeah. And, and sure. that's probably then what you kind of expect. So um, my, my second last question is, uh, what are your favorite books? Wow, a good one. I actually, I'm totally into books, so I'm reading like hell, at least if my kids allow me to do so. <laughs> also, my family life not that easy to include, to be honest. Um, what I really, really like is um, William Boyd. Okay. Um, also, T.C. Boyle is someone I just discovered over the last years. Um, my, my personal um, favorite book for a long time had been um, Baudolino, from Umberto Eco, and I'm also was very into um, Donna Tart, and she just wrote three books, but all three of them are very, very good. And the last ones I, I read are really, I'm now reading the last one, um, all the, the thrillers from um, Nespo. Okay. So I'm now reading the, uh, the last one, and then this is my Corona. Uh, my experience, yeah. To be honest, I started because my my um, wife wanted to throw them away because due to we need the, the, yeah. the space and clean said, up. No, yeah. yeah, I said no. I'm gonna, gonna read them, and she said, you know, but it's like I don't know, three books or something. And so I said I took on the challenge, and I'm now nearly finished. <laughs> cool. That's probably then also my next question. So, how do you handle yeah. work-life balance? You already said it's kind of a challenge. So, what 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 are your ideas to to uh, handle that? I guess we had two answers. The first one would be um, before Corona and now within Corona. Yeah. It, it changed at least, to be honest. Um, actually, um, as I'm socialized rather in the strategic um, field, so I always say I don't care about, um, this is also what I'm telling all the time my team, I don't care where we are and, and when they are working, but they have to fulfill the, the task they promised to do so. So in the end, uh, my team and I going to, to grant something to the company and um, I'm very into delivering these things which we promised. And so um, I would say before Corona, it was um, not that flexible like it is today. So today, um, due to this mobile stuff and the other challenges, so to, um, so to say, it's um, more flexible, at least for me. So I'm working more at the weekends and I'm also working more at night. But yeah. I do not expect my team to answer, for example. This is what I said yeah. in terms of like to, to negotiate stuff. I said my team, don't um, don't feel forced to do anything. And please let me know if you feel forced that I'm going to post something to you. But I, I always um, yeah, more looking um, that it's out of my head instead of um, putting pressure to you. And um, so it was rather more. I would say stable before Corona and was um, 
always not that easy to, to handle all this kind of stuff like it is for everybody and I'm, I'm father of three little kids my wife is also working so we try to to navigate through our day I would call and now it's become a bit um, better in terms of being more flexible um, but it, but this still is a challenge and to be honest I, I had so many calls with my kids jumping around my <laughs> my screen and um, but you know I, I don't want to be feel bad about my family because this is like it is and everybody has the chance to see and this is also what I really like at the moment because um, for me I have the chance to to create some kind of new uh, nearness or, 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 lose of, or creating a lose of distance I would call because I can see all the different um, real life situations of not even my team members but also from colleagues I would never have thought of you know I can see the kids I can see um, the, the families um, we can talk about different things and this is something which will last um, also beyond corona I'm quite sure because um, my my uh, you're going to remember these kind of, of impressions, you know, and everybody in the end is simply a human being and, and uh, does not have to be ashamed of the situation like it is at the moment. Correct. So. Especially if everyone increased the family has uh, so huge a priority, so that wouldn't make sense to, to hide it. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, to be honest, this is something talking to my friends and people are, who are in my situation because we have the same age and also some, some, um, family structures which are comparable to ours there are a lot of companies who, are, who don't want that, that the kids are running through the screen or a friend of mine is always locking up in his, in his, um, in his room because um, the kids have not to to annoy him and this is something which uh, at least also seems to be reality for lots of people you know yeah, it's, it's, it's a good a good chance to do a culture change, I would say, then. <laughs> yeah, and this is also that people might simply not like to work in companies who behave like this, you know. Exactly, exactly. My last question is, uh, if you could go back in time to your 18-year-old self and give him advice, what would you tell yourself? I would call... To be honest, nothing because I think I am who I am because I made the experience I made, and um, it was not everything was was good. It, it, to be honest, in my life it was like more zigzag, yeah, and um, it was not like also not that straight, but it might look like it, it wasn't. Trust me, but I wouldn't. Um, I, I'm not sad of having made any bad experience in my life because this is what it made. Yeah, you know, who I am now, you know. And so I wouldn't give any advice besides, I would rather call, um, uh, how would I call it, how would I phrase it? Proud is too much. I would not say, hey, you're a good guy and, and proud, but I would rather go and, and try to to let let, let myself uh, find my own, my own way. You know? So w would you say, would you also say the same uh, to, your, to your kids when they're 18? Hopefully, I'm not quite sure because, you know, um, it's very hard for me to think about how I might be in 10 or 12 years. So I've no, it's not, I, but I, what I would wish my kids is rather that they are happy in what they are doing. This is something what yeah. I really mean, you know, it's not like saying something, blah, blah, but this is what I really, really mean by heart. Yeah. If they, they find their profession and doing something um, which is far of my own um, uh, imagination 
and they are happy by doing so, it would be great. So it's, it's, I think this is my, my only wish I have for my kids is that they become happy. This is everything I, I try to do. And for sure, they, have, they need to make their own um, um some mistakes and made their own decisions and some of them I, i'm quite sure i will not like but this is part of of life and part of the game so to say and so i try to be the, the most um uh, lovable uh, dad who i can be that's really nice last words <laughs> so Tobias, thank you very much you have been part of the podcast i have to thank you Thank you very much. And I'll see you next time, guys.